Hey people, um, I just thought I would sit down and, you know, take a few moments to catch up on the silver and gold. I got on here um, uh, a couple weeks ago and recorded something, uh, a mishmash. I might put it out, but it, uh, I think it sounded pretty crappy. I was too close to the mic and uh, just babbling along, which is probably what this will be too. But um, anyway, I've just been sick for God almost, um, well, not quite two weeks, but, uh, like 10 days now, uh, went and got the COVID test twice. Uh, the first time, um, they come out to your car and stick the thing up your nose. And, um, I expected that to be, you know, brutal, but it wasn't. And the woman said, well, we don't really, you know, go that far like we used to up into, you know, your sinus cavity or whatever. And um, that one came back negative, and um, then I still felt sick, like, you know, about seven days later, so I went back and um, uh, went to um, the doctor, and the first time I went to the pharmacy, and like I said, they just come out to your car, and the second time I went to the actual doctor, and uh, this one, they did. They took that uh, swab thing, uh, the stick with the little Q-tip on it, and Jesus Christ, I thought they were going to stick it all the way through the back of my head. So that was pretty um, um, unpleasant. Um, and then they did a blood test for mono, and both came back negative. I had got the, um, the booster shot for covid I wasn't feeling that great, and I got the booster shot for COVID, and I've been sick ever since. Just feel real, um, you know, uh, no energy, uh, and just, just I can just tell in my head that I, you know, I don't know if it's sinus or what it is, but um, even today I thought, okay, well, I'm going to run over to the pharmacy and pick up a prescription and I ran my car through the car wash and I thought, you know, okay, see how I feel. But uh, I still, I can just tell, I, I feel like shit. I don't feel like doing anything. I just want to just, you know, um, sit in the recliner and, and do nothing. Uh, so there's something still not right. I'm hoping that it will go away. Um, and uh, the doctor said, well, you know, if you're still not better by Thursday... Uh, give me a call. You don't have to come in. He said, I'll, I'll call in like a steroid for you. And I called that in yesterday, which was Thursday. And of course, never heard anything back, never heard anything back. Called the pharmacy. They said they hadn't gotten anything. And so then when I went to the pharmacy to pick up this other prescription, it's right beside that place. So I called them again and um, they said, well, they have 24 to 48 hours to respond. And I said, well, you know, Nobody has responded, and if they are going to call something in, could they at least call me and tell me that they have done it so I'll know, you know, and, um, you know, because I, I really would like to do something. I'm, I'm taking uh, over-the-counter, like, NyQuil stuff, DayQuil and NyQuil, and uh, also um, some elderberry extract pill that he told me to take that you can get over-the-counter that... He said he's researched and said that it's uh, has a lot of good results as far as, you know, getting your immune system up and running and everything. And then, of course, taking, you know, vitamin D, vitamin B12, vitamin C, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, I haven't really been watching that much, that many movies. Um, again, I just don't feel like it. And um, But then yesterday, what I did get into watching um, last night was... I marathon the um, on Disney Marvel's uh, Hawkeye, and I really liked it. I thought it was really good. I enjoyed it. wasn't too long, and they they did a good job. had have a lot of cool characters. Um, I really liked Hawkeye back in the day when he was part of the Avengers with um, it was um, Captain America. Um, the Scarlet Witch, uh, Quicksilver, and Hawkeye were the whole team, and they called them Cap's Kooky Quartet, or at least that was like a nickname. Um, but I remember when I was a little kid, he was like one of my favorite characters at that time. 
Um, I was never sold on Jeremy Renner that much as far as playing Hawkeye. Um, I don't think... I don't mind him that much. My friend Brian hates him. He he was in the uh, military and was in uh, like Afghanistan, and he hates Jeremy Renner because of I think because of Hurt Locker. He said that that was so unreal and that nobody that uh, was on those bomb disposal things would ever act like that. And if he did, they would fucking bust his ass like you know down in like two seconds because they they don't want somebody like that. Uh, but anyway. Um, as far as the comic book character, now I, I haven't read like the new Hawkeye, which is what, um, this show is based on. Um, so they may have changed his character to fit more of the, um, uh, comic book, uh, modern comic book, uh, to, to fit more like how Jeremy Renner is. I don't know. Uh, the old Hawkeye, um, I would have had more like somebody, as far as looks go, like Matthew McConaughey or somebody like that. Uh, but somebody who, I mean, Jeremy Renner doesn't have the, I don't think the personality as much uh, to play Hawkeye as um, he it was in the comics, but he's kind of made it his own. And like I said, you know, I, I watched the show. He, since, since um, with the Avengers movies, I really haven't, you know, gotten into Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye or the Hawkeye character at all. Um, you know, they made him like family man and all this and that. And, um, he, you know, just uh, uh, like, I don't know. Uh, this is the first time with this um, show that I have been interested in the character. I don't think it was as much him because he's such such a fucking, even in the show, he is such a downer. And such a, you know, it's all about him and his family and Nat. And uh, at least they don't call uh, Black Widow Natalia. They call her Natasha, which is what she was in the fucking comic for goddamn 50 fucking years. And then all of a sudden, uh, they just in the comic, they started calling her Natalia. And people were like, oh, well, you know, Nat Natasha is a... Is a um, uh, nickname for Natalia and they, you know, coming up with all these excuses, but for, you know, the entire time from the time I was a kid and I'm old, you know, uh, Black Widow was Natasha Romanoff and not, never Natalia. So anyway, um, but I, like I said, I don't think that Renner, you know, he wasn't the reason, even the Hawkeye, the Hawkeye character as they play him wasn't the reason that I liked this show. I did like, um, Haley um, Steinfeld, or I always want to say Seinfeld, uh, a, a, in her character. I like the character of Echo uh, and, of course, uh, Yelena Belova um, and, um, you know, some of the surprise people that showed up. I really liked um, Swordsman. Uh, I like how they did, this, did it because... Um, Apparently, I have watched or have read enough um, um, Mar newer Marvel that as soon as they showed the chick, uh, they introduced the uh, chick and she put her hand up to the speaker like, you know, she couldn't hear, but she was feeling the the rhythm of the bass on this and, you know, the, of the speaker. I knew it was Echo. So I know for some reason I know that character and I was like, oh, cool. And I really liked the musical choices and the music that they used in the show, too. Um, and again, um, the, the one character I kept thinking, OK, I really like this character. Who the fuck is this supposed to be? And then I, I you know, just I thought, is that the fucking swordsman? And, um, you know, I like how they did that and everything. And um Again, you know, uh, the the one character that showed up that I did not expect other than I put off watching this show because I'm kind of really burnt out on Marvel. I really did not like uh, I still haven't finished Loki. I've watched uh, here and there and, and eventually I probably only have like maybe a couple episodes to go or something. But I really did not like that one. Um, and, um, Shang-Chi, Master of Kung Fu. I like the character in the comic book. Uh, the movie was just 
kind of okay. I mean, I enjoyed watching it and everything, but I it didn't really light my fire and get me like all fired up and everything. And neither did um actually, you know, the the fucking um um Infinity War. Um you know, people were so fucking blown away by that and everything and I really wasn't, you know, I've I didn't go back and watch it again and I really don't pl- probably ever have any plans of watching it again. It was like the proverbial, um, you know, 100 pounds of shit in a fucking uh, 10 pound bucket. Uh, there were good that there was good stuff in it that, that I really liked and little nods here and there and everything. But um, I would much rather, you know, have had them move on uh, and, you know, not have a big world shattering event uh, and get back to just um which it doesn't, I don't know if it, it doesn't seem like, it seems like they're just going to keep doing these big events like, um, and concentrating on like, uh, I don't know, not Secret Wars, but um, the one, you know, the scroll thing and all this stuff where they have all these, you know, all these Marvel characters thrown into one movie where they, you know, maybe that's why they do it because they don't have to pay them as much because each person only has a limited uh, amount of time in the movie, little cameos here and there and everything. But like Guardians of the Galaxy and things like that, I would much rather see, um, you know, Adam Warlock and some of this stuff. Even if they did like a Galactus thing and and brought back Fantastic Four. And um, I don't know. I just, I would rather see smaller contained stories. Even like um, (coughs) the Wolverine movie where he was in Japan. Um instead of having every X-Man in, X-Man in it and you know making all these cameos and stuff you don't have to do that you can have the fantastic four just fighting say um whether it's the frightful four or uh you know whoever i it, you know it could be anybody or or you know the avengers against just uh graviton or um count nefaria or do the wonder man saga kind of start doing that um there's a lot of stuff that you can do without having to have some world shattering event. My God, even if it was just Spider-Man where they had, um, you know, uh, him fighting just, you know, criminals or, um, uh, you know, just they've already had Sandman, but just, you know, like if it was Spider-Man and Kingpin or Spider-Man and Sandman or Spider-Man and whoever, uh, you don't, it, it could just be one guy robbing a place or wanting to do this or that. Um, you don't have to have like some, you know, the, um, the fucking, uh, celestials or something coming from, you know, and I haven't seen Eternals. I only, I had only read like maybe one or two of those comics when I was a a kid. They were okay. I mean, I didn't really understand them that much back then that, you know, it was kind of a takeoff on, uh, you know, Mercury and, um, uh, you know, just like a kind of sort of a, a way of having, you know, these old gods kind of things, but explaining them as being, um, whether it was, um, like modified, uh, aliens or whatever that the celestials put here, but then we worship them like gods and this and that. I don't know. Um, but again, I really liked the Hawkeye show. It went pretty quick and and I know I liked it because I went through the whole thing. I sat there and watched it all in, you know, one sitting. So whereas like I said, like Loki, I mean, I was just like slogging through that. I don't know if it's because I don't like the fucking uh what's his face? Uh, what is that fucker's name? <laughs> Tom Hiddleston. Um I remember watching him in that show, which was I think a John John uh Lacare, um um based show with him and the guy who played dr house um let's see what was that called it was a pretty good pretty good um mini series but i didn't he was good in it because he you know it wasn't like a james bond kind of a person or whatever but i just don't like him that much i don't know i don't think i i don't you know, some people like him. I don't know. Um, let's see what else we got going on here. Uh, let's see. I'm just looking at the silver and gold page going down here. Chris uh, has been watching a lot of Star Trek movies. And uh, I did um, just, 
you know, put on there that I actually just realized that I still have not, have never seen the original Star Trek um, movie. Um, I watched, uh, I think I started watching them with Wrath of Khan and have watched them all since then, but I never did watch that first one. So maybe one of these days, it's kind of like Octopussy. I have Octop the James Bond movie Octopussy on VHS, and that's one in every James Bond movie. I have seen every James Bond movie, but I still have not seen Octopussy, and I even own it. And I, for some reason, I just missed it and never, never watched it. Um, what else do we have going on here? Nothing really going on. Um, Trying to think of some other stuff that I've been watching. Um, oh shit, I just lost my page. Saudi people. Good, good, good. Um, Duel of Diablo with James Garner and Sidney Poitier. Um, somebody had posted that. And I have not seen that. That was from uh, Brian. I'm not saying people's last names because I don't know if they want their last names on here. Yesterday they fought each other. Today they fight together in a dead end canyon called Diablo. Um, I have not seen that one since I was a little kid, and I honestly could not, cannot remember one goddamn thing about it. Uh, I really, Sidney Poitier, uh, I really like him as an actor, and he did make quite a, a, a few uh, uh, westerns back in the day. I came across a, a movie called uh, So Bok, Project Clone, starring Gong Yu and Park Bo Gum. Um, I guess it came out on Blu-ray. This was a 2021 movie. I have not seen. I watched the um, the uh, trailer for it, and it looks really good. It um, when I saw the cover for the Blu-ray, I thought, okay, I know exactly what this is going to be. But it almost it, it kind of reminded me from watching the trailer, and it, I might be totally wrong about it, but that it's uh, more than just like like some kind of just a sci-fi action movie sort of like Danny the dog was. Um, you think it's going to be this Jet Li karate movie, but it was a lot more than that as far as drama and, you know, overall emotion and what they were doing with it. Not just a lot of kicking and punching. I did watch, uh, again, um, I don't know how many times I've seen this, but uh, I watched Breaker Morant yesterday, and I loved this movie. I thought it was so good. Uh, it's one of those movies that really um, inspires me to go and do research about like the Boer War and about, you know, the history of like South Africa and things like that. Um, I when I was a kid, I think I remember this being on TV and I don't know if my dad was watching it or who was watching it. But, of course, it was one of those times when you're a little kid, or, you know, I don't know, not a little kid, but, I mean, younger. Because when did Break Morant come out? Was that, like, in the 80s? Um, let me look. Let's see. That was 1980. Okay, so I was, I was young. I was in school. Um, but I didn't know anything about, um, you know, the British colonialism in Africa and that, that whole, the, you know, the Boer War or anything. So I was kind of like, you know, anytime I would think about, you know, the British in Africa, I would think about like the Zulu wars and things like that, which was, you know, obvious uh, movie about the British Empire fighting against the, you know, natives of Africa. And, uh, but then I was watching this movie and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. What the fuck is, okay, are these, because it was like white people against white people. You, you didn't really see any, um, you know, for the use of, a, of you know, I was going to say black Africans, but native Africans over there uh, in this movie at all. And it's like, okay, well, okay, wait a minute. What's going on here? Because like I said, I didn't know anything about the history of it, uh, that these were Dutch, uh, uh, you know, Dutch uh farmers fighting against uh, these British uh, colonial empire who's trying to tell them what to do. And then as it progresses on and, and you know, as, as I had researched it and everything with uh, uh, 
how my, um, I'll see what was the, uh, the driver, the driver, the leader, the driver, the leader, his driver, his driver's wife, and uh, my big white self, and uh, a lot of the stuff about the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, uh, and uh, Primeval, and uh, all the stuff, even the movie Stander, and things like that, where you where you find out the the uh, white uh, supremacist. Um, culture in South Africa and even going back to like, you know, when MTV was on and they had, you know, uh, 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 the, uh, boycott against, uh, artists going and playing, uh, Sun City in South Africa because of apartheid and looking into the whole apartheid thing and everything, you find out more about how it, a lot of this revolves around, um, um, these Dutch, um, Afrikaners, who colonized um, and farmed South Africa. And then, you know, they look at this, okay, you know, generation after generation after generation after generation, this is our home as much as it is. Um, it's like when the Native Americans in the United States say, this is our country or this is our territory or this is our home. Whereas, you know, the whites or whoever that live over here uh, that colonized the United States, that fought battles against Native Americans, ran them off their land and took over their land and everything, say, hey, you know, okay, I've lived here forever and ever and ever and ever and ever too. You know, I didn't, uh, you know, my family uh, has farmed this place or has built this place or whatever too. So it's as much our land as it is your land and la, 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 la. So that's sort of like what's going on. Um, and in Breaker Morant, um, these soldiers that are on trial are from Australia, uh, which had just became a, um, a recognized um, colony of, the, of the, the kingdom of, you know, England. Um, and... I like this movie a lot as a trial movie, but also again, a historical, you know, movie. I, I did look up some stuff about, there was almost, or not almost, there was like a genocide uh, of uh, concentration camps during the Boer War where um, they got to where they said, okay, we are not going to take any prisoners as far as these um, Boer uh, farmers or soldiers, you know, they, uh, there was uh, groups of them that were, you know, like soldiers, but then they started, it, it was like a real parallel to almost like the My Lai massacre in Vietnam and the Vietnam War because the um, British were used to fighting this certain style of war and then these farmers in, uh, these Dutch farmers in South Africa uh, started rising up against, you know, taxes and um, uh, people wanting, the, the government of England wanting to control them. And because they didn't have as many people as, of course, the British Empire, the whole army and everything, that they started fighting a guerrilla war much like the Viet Cong did against the French and the United States. And um, so they actually, that's where the term commando comes from, was from the Boer War. I guess it's a Boer word. And so then again, like um, almost like the Vietnam War, they, the um, um, British soldiers, you know, uh, when the atrocities that are happening on both sides. Uh, uh, and then they kind of are out there in the middle of nowhere and they're told sort of off the cuff uh, or, you know, maybe it was a general order or maybe it wasn't depending on who you believed and everything that uh, they would tell them one day, you know, okay, we don't have enough food. We don't have enough shelter or anything to take prisoners. So all of a sudden, you know, just shoot prisoners, whether they surrender or not, you know, just shoot them. So they're shooting all these people. Well, then they would take like the little kids and the women and put them in these concentration camps. And the concentration camps 
They were malnourished and disease started running through the concentration camps and thousands and thousands and thousands of people died in these concentration camps, almost like a, um, a um, Holocaust from a previous generation uh, to uh, the one that took place in World War II with the Germans. So anyway, um, again, like the My Lai Massacre, something happens. And again, like, you know, uh, with Cali at the uh, uh, My Lai Massacre, they have to come up with like a scapegoat, scapegoats for what happened here. And, um, you know, the war is not a popular war. It's been going on and on and on. And there are atrocities going on on both sides and everything. Um it really is an interesting movie. Great cast, uh, great performances. Uh, uh, and again, um, I hadn't really felt like sitting and watching any movies at all. Um, really just put something on the TV and listen to it while I, you know, I'm uh, surfing the internet because, you know, I just don't feel good. But um, I saw that this was on YouTube um, and I thought, you know, I really like that movie. I'm going to sit and watch it. And I really enjoyed it again. I mean, right even right now, you know, it makes me want to go and do more research on that time and what happened with the, you know, the actual care, the actual people. I mean, this is a true story. Uh, Breaker Morant was a real person and an interesting person too. You know, there's a, a lot uh, to it, a lot of depth, and uh, the, really just a well done movie. I really liked it. Uh, we were talking about Warren Oates uh, the other day on Gentleman's Guide. I put up a little uh, kind of a funny post uh, asking what people's favorite Warren Oates movies were. I'm going to go over to that and look at it and see what people are saying over there. Um, the Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema. Uh, they bring class to trash. I think they had a little sputter there where they were taking a little break. Uh, but they did come up um, around Christmas time with a little Christmas gift of um, some a new show, which I haven't listened to yet. But... Uh, I've been off my game as far as podcasts, except for news. And um, I think uh, Projection Booth and um, I've been watching Terry Frost videos on YouTube. Uh, Terry Talks Movies and um, also uh, Talk Without Rhythm. Um, but I really haven't been, again, just kind of, it's really weird uh, to say that I have like lost a lot of interest in sitting down and watching. I think, you know, what, what it might be though, is, um, I did, um, have a, a situation, not a situation, but, uh, a new event at work. I worked, um, for 20. Okay. The first year I worked, um, 11 o'clock, no, 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 3 p.m. till 11 o'clock p.m. So I worked an afternoon shift, a night shift, afternoons. And then um, for the next, like, 24 years, I worked midnight shift. So I worked from 11 o'clock at night till 7 a.m. And that's why when I would be doing podcasts with Terry Frost, uh, Paleo Cinema, or with uh, Morris uh, Brzezinski on um, his podcast, uh, it was because they were in Australia and I was basically working midnight shift here. So when they were, their morning was, or when they were getting off work and were at home in the evening was when I would be getting off work here, but I would be getting off work in the morning. And so it are, that's why I had more success at, you know, guest hosting or being a guest on people's podcast from the other side of the planet, because I was living kind of like their schedule over here. Um, but um, they switched me uh, and my whole unit uh, to... Um, they just sent us to the wind to different units and everything, which sucks. And um, now I am getting to work at like uh, 6.30 in the morning and working till 3 p.m. So I'm on day shift. 
which is really weird. Um, when you work midnight shift, it's just so much more quiet and less hectic. Even going to the store, I would go to the store on my way home from work and I would be, say, like at Walmart or whatever at seven o'clock in the morning and there's hardly anybody there. You can get in, you can park in the closest spot. You get in, you get your stuff. You know, there's no people in with their carts clogging up the aisles or anything. And you get your stuff and get out. And there's not a lot of traffic on the road. I would drive to work at night uh, through these country roads and there's hardly any traffic. And then coming home in the morning, everybody's going to work, but I'm driving home before they have even left for work. So, and then now when I go to the store, it's jam-packed. You have to park a mile away if you can find a spot. There are so many people in the store and it's just, you know, hectic as can be. Traffic is way worse. Um, it's different because you are living a normal life, but I kind of like living an abnormal life better. Um, I don't know. Maybe I don't know if I became more antisocial because of the shift I was working or if I like being antisocial because it's just less irritating and less hectic. Uh, but anyway, and then I got sick. So, fuck, you know, I've missed. Um, the one thing is um, the one week. Okay, I missed Christmas, uh, Christmas Eve and Christmas. Didn't get to see my family or anything. I bought all, you know, these presents for people and they're still sitting on my kitchen table because I haven't seen anybody because I was sick. And then, uh, and I didn't want people, you know, coming over here and I didn't want to go over there if I'm sick. My parents are older and my, you know, some of my other relatives are older. <coughs> and then <coughs> it is now New Year's Eve and, uh, you know, again, still feel like shit. And uh, tomorrow's New Year's Day and still feel like shit. And my birthday was um, uh, December 29th. So didn't do anything there either. So because, you know, felt like shit. So kind of missing out on all that. And um, but the only good thing was I missed um, is we got uh, Christmas Eve off and then Christmas Day fell on the weekend. And then uh, we get New Year's Eve off, which is today. And then, of course, New Year's Day is on the weekend. So instead of missing five days of work both weeks, I've only I've missed four days last week and four days this week of being sick. Um, so I'm kind of quarantining. I have went out a few times to uh, go to the store just to get some food and uh, go to the pharmacy. And I think, okay, well, I'll just get up and go. And maybe I'll feel better if I just get up and move around, you know. And I even thought yesterday, okay, maybe if I get dressed and get my stuff on and just take Mary for a little short walk. And I put my clothes on and it's, I was just, as soon as I stood up and started, you know, getting ready to go, I was like, man, I don't feel good. You know, I, I just don't feel good. I'm not going. And even going today, I stopped and uh, got, you know, a hamburger on the way home. And uh, as soon as I got back, I'm like, Ugh, I just, you know, I just don't feel good. I don't know, you know, if it's a, uh, I think it's side effects from maybe the booster shot, but of course, again, it could be a sinus infection. It could be just, a, you know, a bad cold or mix that with side effects from the uh, booster shot. So we don't know. But anyway, I was like the Warren Oates movies here. I almost wanted to see what everybody put on here. You know, just maybe get an idea of um, what people like, what Warren Oates movies people like. Uh, Stripes. Okay, of course, I love that movie. That was one that we reviewed on the show uh, where he plays Sergeant Holka. And uh, Loaf only remembered the first half of the... He said that he thought that um, he had a, a friend of his family, a guy that would tape movies for him, for his family, I think, uh, on VHS. And I think that maybe the guy only taped the first half of Stripes, because when we reviewed it, he even admitted, he said that was the first time that he saw the part where they went to rescue the rest of uh, Bill Murray's unit um, in Czechoslovakia, because he said on their VHS tape, the only part that he had seen was from the beginning till when they went through... Um, uh, boot camp and they did the um, 
when they had their uh, presentation and did the, you know, that's a fact, Jack. And they, they passed their, uh, their, uh, and became, you know, or regular army soldiers because they did their little routine and everything so well. Uh, this was from Tom. He also liked 1941. Honestly, I don't remember Warren Oates. I remember 1941. Again, I think we reviewed that on the show. And one of the things I remember about that movie uh, was that I was kind of, when I saw it in the theater, was that I didn't think it was that good. And then when I watched it again, I kind of felt the same way. And I've said that about the movie on this show, was that I really appreciate uh, what they were doing, the big epic spectacle, the big giant fight scene, or the maybe dance scenes and things like that, and how it kind of had almost like a, an, the all, the, went back to the old days of the all-star cast, like it's a mad, mad, mad world, and movies like that. Uh, but it just wasn't that it missed the mark. It wasn't um, that funny. And it, it and I expected it to be, uh, you know, because it came on the heels of like it was like a lot of John Belushi movies after Animal House that um, came on the heels of Animal House that, you, you know, you're like, oh, my God, this is going to be said or maybe in Blues Brothers, too, um, that just weren't that good, you know, yeah. Uh, neighbors uh, and um, i'm trying to think what other ones well you know 1941 and of course there were some movies he did cameos in like going south with jack nicholson um but again this one just kind of missed the mark um let's see uh taking of pelham one two three um that was a pretty good movie i, I like that one with uh, walter Matthau and um robert shaw you know, some of these people, I don't know, you know uh, if they're even putting down real Warren Oates movies because the picture was of Jerry Stiller. Uh, and I said, you know, who, what's your favorite Warren Oates movie? So some people may be coming back with a, a, a trolling me uh, for trolling, uh, you know, them or whatever. Um, but that was a good movie. I don't remember that much at all about the one with Denzel Washington and John Travolta. Uh, I think it probably followed sort of like the, along the same pattern again that's like denzel washington uh you know he did training day but then he did you know taking of pelham one two three and then the other train movie that they did with uh with the, that he did with um captain kirk <laughs> which was i watched it but i just didn't you know i don't remember jack shit about it other than it was just okay worth maybe a one-time watch I still haven't seen that new Magnificent Seven, and I don't really want to. I don't really. I didn't think it looked that good, and uh, compared to the to uh, the original Magnificent Seven, and of course I know that Magnificent Seven, the Western, was based on Seven Samurai. But um, I don't know. I didn't like the cast, the look of the cast of the new Magnificent Seven movie. And um, I don't know. I just like the trailer and everything. My friend uh, Greg loves Westerns, and he's watched that one over and over and over. And I still haven't watched it one time. Um, the uh, Bring Me the Head of Alfredo Garcia, again, I've said before, that's one that I just never got into. Um, I appreciate the uh, kind of nasty grittiness of it from that time period, the, the whole peck and paw thing. Uh, like Killer Elite and uh, some of his other movies like uh, Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid. Um, but I don't know. I just don't like that movie that much. Uh, and it's, a lot of people love it. Um, Tulane Blacktop. I love Tulane Blacktop, Monty Hellman, uh, where Warren Oates plays GTO. And that's a movie that I love. And even though James Taylor and Dennis Wilson are really shitty actors. Um, I still love the movie because they, Monty Hellman, uh, I think he does the best thing that he can with both of them where they don't have a lot of dialogue and they don't talk that much. They're not actors and they're not really good actors at all because they're not actors. And uh, just leave it to Warren Oates and Lori Bird and um, um, let Dennis Wilson and um, 
James Taylor just kind of be a presence and be these guys are all about cars. They're kind of back, a little bit backward because they're just that's all they care about is cars and racing and things like that. That's their life. Uh, so it's better that they didn't really say that much. Uh, Race with the Devil. I like that movie. I saw it when I was a little kid and it was kind of freaky because that was during um, sort of the satanic panic kind of a thing with Rosemary's Baby and, and on from there where um, our, um, uh, the devil's reign. Uh, you know, when I was a young kid and you would see these trailers for these movies, you know, that was back when, uh, let's see, I want to see when Devil's Reign. Uh, that was 1975, and I graduated from grade school uh, 1977. So I was just a little kid, and you'd see these, and that movie probably, I, I you know, I haven't seen it in forever. Um and I saw it as an adult, not as a little kid, because I wouldn't watch it when I was a little kid because I was too scared. I mean, it was funny because when you're, you know, a kid, uh, how you can actually literally be scared of, you know, movies. Um, but again, like with Race with the Devil, um, I remember seeing that was on TV. And I still it was kind of scary because it's like, oh, my God. And that was the same same time, 1975 as uh, Devil's Reign. So that was during the you know whole satanic panic. Uh, a lot of the satanic panic stuff came uh, uh, later as far, you know, when I think of the satanic panic was more in the um, early 80s and stuff where you would go to these bookstores. They'd have Christian bookstores in the mall and stuff and you'd go in there and they said, one of the, well, it's like what we did too. We went into the Christian bookstore and, you know, you would find like the, the uh, satanic Bible and these books about the devil. And they said that these Christian bookstores, that was their biggest sellers were movie or were books about like, uh, uh, Satan and the devil and all this stuff. Um, and then, you know, you see where they would uh, have these murders and stuff and they would blame kids who were, uh, I want to say World of Warcraft, but like Dungeons and Dragons and uh, that would be wearing like a Judas Priest or um, um, I don't know, not maybe more, maybe Metallica. But, you know, and then uh, the whole uh, if you play Stairway to Heaven backwards, it says, you know, fuck your mother. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but uh, um, I remember vividly, you know, being in, in like junior high and high school and stuff where they would say, if you play this song backwards, it means, you know, they, you can hear him say, uh, you know, hail Satan and everything. And we would take our, our uh, um, turntable and try and play it backwards. And, you know, uh, Paul is dead and stuff like that. Uh, it's, it's, it's funny to look back on now, but I mean, there's still people that believe, you know, that shit. And they, like, I mean, that's no more different than um, these people that believe, you know, okay, the, uh, Hillary Clinton is... Uh, you know, sucking the blood out of babies and that's how they stay young is because they get this adrenal chrome out of blood and the Pizzagate thing in this basement. They have a little kid and uh, if you go down there and, you know, uh, fuck this little kid in this rich guy's uh, mansion, at Jeffrey Epstein's mansion, that you become part of the, you know, the vampire Illuminati, blah, 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 blah. So it's sort of like a satanic panic thing. They just rename it. Um, let's see what else do we have here and there's some good documentaries now about uh, and some good podcasts and stuff where they talk about that whole satanic panic thing again like Breaker Morant with the Boer War that's something when you start watching some of these um, some of these movies and then go and research uh, that time period and everything and how like some of these um, child care centers and stuff where they they uh, or or the well the child care center thing and um, there was a woman that was going around on like Geraldo and Sally Jesse Raphael and uh, I don't know Phil Donahue or whoever that said she had repressed memories and uh, it kind of reminds you of the whole uh, first season of True Detective uh, where somebody was saying okay I have repressed memories uh, and when I was a little kid they had these. They, they would take us when we would go to the child care place, they would fly us down to Mexico and we'd be raped or, 
they would have like zebras and giraffes and they'd murder them and slaughter them right in front of us and mutilate them and pour the blood on on the little kids and have sacrifices and everything and it ended up it was all bullshit it was the suggestive memory stuff that uh these uh pseudo shrinks would uh say okay you know i'm gonna regress you through hypnosis and to, to where you, it's almost like shirley mclean where you know they would she would say oh okay i was a, or or in the in the um movie um with philip seymour hoffman about l ron hubbard where i say you know he would say he could uh take you back and you would remember that you were a maiden in uh fucking king arthur's court or wherever and this and that regressed memories from a past life which shows that you know you you've been reincarnated or whatever or uh uh into different uh bodies every time um and then flown into volcanoes and dc threes or whatever anyway let's see what else do we have here cockfighter that's a really good movie with war notes um interesting idea uh where he takes a vow of silence uh he and and then not only that that he went through the whole movie without speaking um but also uh looking into that whole subculture of you know southern subculture of cockfighting and i say a southern subculture it, it was in this movie but i mean that's comes from mexico that comes from you know a lot of places where they would fight roosters and stuff that's a it's a good movie though um kind of a low budget deal and uh harry dean stanton's in that one too uh ride the high country and the hired hand and the shooting i remember the shooting i remember all those movies um i haven't seen hired hand it was on youtube um here not that long ago you could watch the whole thing i remember the shooting vividly with jack nicholson and warren oates really good movie jack nicholson is such a fucking piece of shit in that it just makes you want to just you know you hate his fucking guts um dillinger that was was that john melius let me look i for some reason want to say that's melius dillinger 1973 and that was yes john melius wrote and directed that um i really like that one it's uh Pretty good movie about uh, the outlaw John Dillinger. Ben Johnson plays Melvin Purvis. Got a good cast. Um, Michelle Phillips, uh, Wilson Phillips, who was married for, well, she was married to some good ones. She was married to John Phillips, who was sexually uh, having an incestuous affair, drugged out affair with his daughter. And then she was married to Dennis Hopper, I think, for like uh, two days. Dillinger also has Cloris Leachman. Um, Harry Dean Stanton, of course, was in a lot of stuff back then. Jeffrey Lewis, uh, Richard Dreyfus played Babyface Nelson. Um, John P. Ryan, I always like him. He was the guy who played the uh, warden in Runaway Train with John Voight. Uh, who else was in this? Uh, Steve Canale, who was on uh, the show Dallas. He plays Pretty Boy Floyd. Again, this is another thing where I'm, I'm really interested in the old... Um, um, gangster days and the mafia and things like that uh they used to have a book at our uh college library about um uh you know the the gangster times where they talked about bonnie and clyde dillinger uh and also the chicago mob with al capone and stuff like that which is really good but this is a good movie and they and um kind of i guess it would be an interesting companion piece as it parallels uh the one with um christian bale and johnny depp uh, Public Enemy, I think that's what that one was called, that Loaf hated. Uh, basically the same story, uh, but Warren Oates is really good in this. I didn't mind uh, the the Public Enemy movie. Um, uh, it had Don Fry from uh, MMA <laughs> in it, who was also in the Godzilla movie. What, what was that Godzilla movie? Was it, uh, uh, let's see, Don Fry. He was in some Japanese stuff because he was so big in uh, Pride Fighting Championship. Uh, he was also in Miami Vice, uh, Godzilla: Final Wars. I was for some. I wanted to say something wars, but I couldn't remember what it was. And Public Enemies, uh, thirteen. What was that one? I think I saw that one. It was pretty good too. 
Uh, that one had a really good cast. Uh, written and directed by uh, Gayla Babuliani. Um, a naive young man assumes dead, bo- uh, dead man's identity and finds himself embroiled in an underground world of power, violence, and chance. Oh, okay, this is the one where they... Um, it's... Um, I watched uh, the, um, I think, Italian Italian or French movie where you go... It, it, it's almost like... Um, oh, what was the show that they just had on Netflix where the, all these people had, like, gambling debts and they went and played the um, the games... And if you won, you uh, made all this money or got your debts erased and won all this money. I can't remember the name of it all the time. It was really good. I just well, watch. I still haven't finished watching that one. I, I might. But uh, uh, this one, uh, 13, um, it has a, a really good cast. Uh, Sam Riley, who was in that. Um, oh, what was the fucking movie about? Uh, Control, about where he plays Ian Curtis. Um, and he was also in the, that movie with um, the gun movie with uh, I can't remember shit anymore. That's one reason I don't like doing the show anymore. It's because Free Fire, which I really loved uh, and have watched a million times, uh, the Ben Wheatley movie with uh, Brie Larson and uh, Charlotte Copley and Army Hammer, who has really turned. I mean, you wonder with the Army Hammer thing. Um, I like him. Uh, I think he's got a lot of charisma. He's got a great look and everything. He's a big guy, you know. But um, uh, then the stuff came out where his ex-girlfriend said that he was almost like into cannibalism, where he wanted to cut her and drink her blood and stuff. And, you know, then it's like, okay, he's gotten sort of blackballed, but isn't it's kind of like, I mean, has he went on trial for anything? Has he been arrested for anything? I don't know, you know. And um, is, is any of this true or is it bullshit? Or it's like the uh, Fatty Arbuckle thing where they said, you know, he raped this woman with a bottle and raped her and all this stuff. And then it came out later that he either didn't or he probably didn't, but it ruined his career. Uh, I do. I love Free Fire. I love that movie. I think it's very entertaining. Um, but let's see, Jason Statham. But anyway, this movie 13 is based on a, um, a, uh, foreign film of, I think the same name. They just redid it. Um, and, um, which, but I, I really enjoyed it. Um, these people go and play like kind of like a Russian roulette game, uh, and all these rich people bet. But you don't put the gun to your own head. You stand in line and you put the gun to the back of the person's head in front of you. So you don't know if the person behind you is going to shoot you and you don't know if your gun's going to go off and shoot the person in front of you. It's a really good movie. It's a good concept and everything. Jason Statham, Mickey Rourke, um, Michael Berry Jr., who I think is in Peaky Blinders. Is he? Star Trek and Pirates of the Caribbean and Mission Impossible 3, Where the Wild Things Are. I thought he was in Peaky Blinders. Maybe not. I might be thinking of another person. La, 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 la. Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. You're such a douche. Anyway, um, 13 was a good movie. I forgot that I had watched it because uh, Ray Winstone is really good in it. Uh, I like this David uh, Zayas or Zayas. He was in um, the Gene Hackman movie with Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, I did not like 16 Blocks because I hated fucking uh, Mos Def in that. Um, it was the one with Tommy Lee Jones and Gene Hackman. The, the It's the something. Um, Michael Clayton. Um 16 blocks very good gene hackman movie that was kind of underrated because this guy he always plays cops he was in rounders um let's see where is that movie beach yards that was kind of a i saw that one and i thought it was going to be really good and uh i didn't uh, it's got Wahlberg in it of course and uh Jacqueline Phoenix and Charlize Theron and James Cameron, uh, written and directed by James Gray. 
Um, but I don't, I didn't, was not that impressed by that movie. I didn't like it that much. He also did uh, We Own the Night, which is sort of the same kind of feel as um, The Yards. And I have not watched Ad Strata, uh, Ad Astra. Or I did see The Lost uh, City of Zed with uh, Charlie, what's his face? Jax Teller, uh, Charlie Hunnam. That was okay. Robert Pattinson. Pattinson. Um, just trying to find that Gene Hackman movie, by God. Okay, that's dead air. <laughs> it's way back before this motherfucker. I know he was in this goddamn movie, so don't tell me he's not. Uh, Rounders. Third Watch, NYPD Blue. Son of a bitch. Now that's going to drive me crazy. The Guiding Light. <laughs> Jailbait. What's jailbait? That sounds good. <laughs> <coughs> Randy commits a crime that would normally get him probation and a hefty fine. But in the three strikes world of justice, he finds himself uh, locked up for 25 years. His cellmate, Jake, is congenial yet remorseless uh, lifer. He casually informs Randy that he slit his wife's throat because she slept with another man just three months after they exchanged vows. Who's in this? This must be, who's this? Uh, Stephen Adley. I don't know. Michael Pitt's in it. Okay, Michael Pitt must be uh, maybe the lifer guy. What's this got as far as uh, 5.8 out of 10? I feel like shit. I mean, just even right there where I coughed, it made me feel real woozy. So I may be shutting this down. Uh, and go lay down. Um, i got to find this Gene Hackman movie first. It was the one where Tommy Lee Jones was like a Lee Harvey Oswald, or it was like a, an assassination. Uh, Gene Hackman. The, um, God damn it, I can even see the box for it and everything. Hackman. Hackman Jones. Oh, Downhill Racer was a good movie. I watched that, that not that long ago. That was a really good movie. It's on, it was on Pluto. Uh, they have a sports channel. They have different sports channels, and one shows sports movies. And uh, I also started watching The French Connection again the other day, too, which was on... Um, what was that on? Was that on... It wasn't on Pluto. It was on uh, maybe... Oh, shit. I can't remember now. Scarecrow, Conversation, Zandy's Bride, which I always rep for that movie. That was really good about the um, uh, mail-order bride back in the Old West uh lucky lady domino principle i'm getting closer march or die is on um youtube right now uh you can watch it for free uh superman reds he has a, a small part in reds which I, I like that movie a lot uh that reds i did not realize uh it would be a good companion piece for that antonio banderas poncho via movie because warren Beatty plays uh john reed and john reed was the guy who um in the uh, Pancho Villa movie that Antonio Banderas does, John Reed was the journalist who went down and covered the Mexican Revolution because he was a commie. Uh, let's see, Uncommon Valor, Target, not Target. Power was uh, the one with, uh, with Richard Gere. That was a Richard Gere vehicle. Uh, not Bat 21, which I did watch... Um, Bat 21 reminds me of the um, movie I watched with uh, Brad Johnson, Danny Glover, and Willem Dafoe, which was sort of like a Bat 21 movie. That was a John Melius movie, too. The Package. Okay, John uh, Sergeant Johnny Gallagher. The Package. Um, experienced Green Bray Sergeant Johnny Gallagher is escorting a prisoner, airborne ranger Thomas Boyette, back to the U.S., but Boyette escapes, and Gallagher must risk life and limb to catch him. That was a really good movie, and it was, at the time when it first came out, uh, I don't think it really got over that big or whatever, but I think it's become almost like a cult classic. I really like that one. Joanna Cassidy's in that, too. And she's on um, Facebook. Seems like a really cool person, really nice person. She uh, actually posts stuff and talks to people and everything. But I'm going to shut this down, people, because honestly, as I'm sitting here speaking, it's one hour and I'm starting to feel kind of sick again. 
or feeling shitty and I need to get something to drink and lay down. So anyway, I just wanted to check in. Uh, 2022 is around the corner and wanted to say hi to everybody. Hope everybody's doing well uh, and seeing some movies. I did, when I went um, to get my hamburger and my prescription, I saw the little movie theater I used to go to and there are some good movies out. So maybe um, I'll get to go to the cinema here shortly when I start feeling better and uh, feel like going. But anyway... Have a happy new year and hope everybody had a good holiday season, got some cool presents, and, um, you know, I'll be talking to you later. Goodbye.